Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, certified meditation teacher, author, and spiritual mentor. This is Season 5, Episode 12, Five Powerful Techniques for Increasing Your Vibration to Repel the Narcissist. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. Whole body vibration increases the dopamine level in the body and it decreases the pain level. And there is a neuroscientist with the name of Daniel Huber who found out that the optimum range through the palm of the hand is around 250 hertz. There is a misconception that meditation is related to Hinduism or meditation is related to Buddhism. It is not attached to any religion. If you are experiencing fear, anxiety, and confusion from the narcissist, then I strongly recommend that you speak to a professional. I've been there, and when I left my narcissist, I found talk therapy to be extremely beneficial. And this is why I chose BetterHelp as a sponsor. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, who offers licensed therapists who are trained to allow you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. The link is in the show notes. Today I speak with Sanjeev Nandi and he is a licensed practicing pharmacist. In the last 20 years he has lived in India and London and today makes his home in the U.S. Culling from the best that Eastern and Western medicine has to offer, Sanjeev offers a bridge between the two, combining his knowledge of psychology, physiology, pharmacology, and body-mind connection to produce a unique and simple practical approach to healing and human vitality. Sanjeev wrote his first book called The Man with Zero Talent, which will take you on a journey of self-discovery, filling your mind with inspiring stories, scientific realities, and key techniques for developing and manifesting your highest self. Sanjeev's passion is to share his journey and help others live a healthy and fulfilling life. One of the ways he is living his passion is by founding Luvo, the first app ever to offer vibrational meditation. Our belief is that everybody is in some way or another is looking for health and happiness and success in the way they understand it. He also has written lyrics of Rise from the Ashes and 10 Other Songs, which is in Spotify, that spoke out the same philosophy and the zest for life. When not working, Sanjeev spends his time reading, writing, cooking, and cooking nourishing, delicious cuisine and deepening his bond with his fantastic son. He lives with his family in Wisconsin. So let's dive into the conversation. Hello and welcome, Sanjeev. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me in your podcast. It's a pleasure and honor, and I hope your audience can gain some of the benefits which I have gained through meditation. Yes. 
I think it's important. It's interesting that today of all days, I'm sitting here on this interview with you because I had posted on my blog on Medium about discovering your authentic self. And one of the ways to discover your authentic self is through meditation. And I received a comment and said, how do I do this? Like, how do I meditate? Because it's really difficult. My I get bored, right? Like my thoughts go all over the place. It's either stressful or bored. It's the two biggest feedbacks or pushbacks with meditation. Can you speak on a little bit of that, that comment? Yes, definitely. First of all, I wanted to tell a little bit about meditation. Yeah. Uh, there is a misconception that meditation is related to Hinduism or meditation is related to Buddhism. Mm -hmm. It is not attached to any religion. And it has definitely originated in Eastern culture. And the word meditation is more widely used in the Eastern culture. And in the Western culture, mindfulness word is more used. But what basically is meditation? Meditation is a deep mindful concentration on an object, place, thing, on, or your breath. And why breath? Because breath is the thing which is always present with you. You don't have to go somewhere else to find it. So meditation or mindfulness has nothing to do with religion. So in simple terms, meditation is a mental exercise tailored specifically for your brain. Because you can be a scientist, you can be a teacher, you can be a student, you can be an athlete, you can be a professor. You need concentration and focus to achieve whatever you wanted to do in your life. And I know it can become monotonous sometimes because it's when you are concentrating on one thing, like your breath or on an object as you are referring, that it becomes boring. Mm -hmm. And, and your mind will wander to different places. And it happens with everyone. Like I have been meditating for four or five years. The thoughts definitely go to different places. Rather than stressing on why my thoughts are going to different places and I'm not able to concentrate, bring your thought back to your original thought, what you are thinking of. That what is meditation about. You don't have to stress where my thought has gone. It is definitely going to go in different places. Because our mind is very powerful, but it is very restless at the same time. And it can be... So, go ahead. And it can be anybody's mind. Like it can be my mind, your mind, or anybody who is a beginner. When we go to school, people or the teachers taught us to learn about English, learn about science, learn about history, but nobody taught us how to concentrate our mind. And I think that is the main skill which has to be taught in the school. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, so I really, truly love this concept and I've never even thought about it until you just said that. Don't sit down to a meditation and hope that your mind empties. You're supposed to be focusing on one intention. So maybe that intention is feeling your divine connection to source, which breathing, or the intention is to connect with a spirit guide, or the intention is to get an answer from your intuition about something that's bothering you. 
not just, okay, I'm going to sit down and like ohm away and then my brain's going to be like nothing there. Like that's not the point of meditation. And that is not possible. As I said, I've been meditating for five years. It is going to go in different places, but with slowly and practicing, you will be able to bring your mind back and that is what is needed. It is not possible for any human being to concentrate on one thought for five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes. It is not possible. So what we are talking is what is possible. Even if I'm able to concentrate on one thought for 20 seconds, it is going to definitely give you benefit and it is definitely going to make your mind calm and have a clear thought. Yeah. And so we're talking a lot about meditation. Do you think that meditation, like what's the motivation, right? Go, linking back to our title, how do you increase your vibration? Does meditation directly do that? Oh, yes. It means there are different things which can improve your vibrations. Like, as you are aware, or you know, let me go back and explain you a little bit in a deeper sense. David Hawkins, in his book, Power Versus Force, introduced a tool for measuring energy in the form of vibration. And mm -hmm. as you know that everything is energy and matter, which has been scientifically proven. And right. everything is vibrating at a certain frequency. Now, when I am in a negative state of mind, which is anger, hatred, jealousy, or anything, I am vibrating at a lower frequency of 0 to 200 hertz. Mm -hmm. And I am going to attract the same kind of situation and same kind of people in, in my life. Because I'm vibrating in a lower frequency. And the law of attraction works. What we are thinking about, we are going to attract the same kind of things. Now, when I'm in a state of positivity, in a state of joy, happiness, courage, I'm vibrating at a higher frequency of 200 hertz to 500 hertz. It means I'm going to attract the things which is more positive, which is more helpful to me. And, and definitely meditation helps you to increase your vibrational frequency. And, you know, it is going to make your mind definitely calmer. You have a thought process which is more clear. And, you know, how we are able to do it. As you know that what we think about and how we act and behave is because of the three pound mass of jelly which is called brain. <laughs> what we are, what we are thinking about all day long. Yeah. So, so how do we change our brain frequency? Mm -hmm. To go deeper into brain frequency, like we have four kinds of brain waves. Like the, when we are sleeping, we have delta brain waves. When we just wake up, we have theta brain waves. And after 10 minutes of waking, it's alpha brain waves. And when we are working or when I'm having a conversation with you, I'm in beta waves. Mm -hmm. So what meditation does, it helps you to change your brain frequency or brain waves at will. So if I'm able to change my brain waves from beta waves to alpha waves to theta waves and to delta waves, it means I'm changing my brain waves, which will help me to go to any state I want. Mm. Which is so, the most amazing thing. And I, I 
I can't help think about those. Again, it doesn't relate to religion, but meditation can be so powerful. I don't know if anyone's heard of this, but my husband told me that there during the, the war, there were protests and things in Vietnam, and these monks would protest by going into those different waves, right? Deep, deep meditation and lighting themselves on fire. And they did not move. They were deep. And that's like proof that you can change your brainwaves through that. Just an extreme powerful example. Yes, means meditation is definitely powerful. But again, you know, why people are hesitant to do it because it's not tangible. You are not able to measure it. If I say you, okay, do meditation, if you're not able to measure it, it becomes harder for people to understand it. Okay, you know what it is going to do it. The only thing is you can feel it. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought that I will do meditation anytime in my life. You know why I started meditation? Because I was left with no option. My mind was restless. I was in a state of fear, anger, resentment, with no choice left. I thought, okay, meditation might help me. And that is the reason I started meditating. And after six to eight weeks, I was able to see changes inside me. And I kept the practice of meditation because I thought, okay, it is keeping my restless mind to a state which is more calmer. Maybe I can attain more doing it a little more. And and now I am down in this line for four or five years and definitely I can say that meditation has changed my life. It is one of the things which has definitely impacted my life. There are other things also which has impacted my life, but that is the starting point. I agree. And it's interesting you say you can't really measure it. Because it's true, but if you do little by little, it keeps building and building. And then after so many years, you look back, you're like, wow, I really was out of control in my emotions. And all of a sudden, I can control my emotions. I am more mindful. I can't apologize right away if my emotions snap. Because the the other part, going back to the emotions, is understanding that the emotion frequencies are like a upside down triangle right? You've got the lower frequencies down at the bottom, and then you've got the higher frequencies up at the top, right? So, and I'll post a graph as well on the social media, Raven Scott Show, to to visualize, to help you guys visualize this. And this is what this vibrational, this is what it is. Like everything is vibration, even though we don't know it, we can't see it, we can't measure it. That's what it is, vibration. Oh, yes, yes. So what I have done in in my app, which is Luvo, Mm -hmm. we have introduced vibrational frequency through the palm of the hand. And we are giving audio frequency from the range of 396 hertz to 963 hertz. So what we are saying that vibrational frequency and audio frequency will enhance your overall experience of your meditation. Yeah. As, as that whole body vibration increases the dopamine level in the body and it, it decreases the pain level. And there is a neuroscientist with the name of Daniel Huber who found out that the optimum range through the palm of the hand is around 250 hertz. So what we are trying to do is we are trying to give vibrational frequency in the range of 100 to 250 hertz 
through the palm of the hand so that it changes your brain frequency or brain waves to alpha waves. And, and definitely it takes time. I don't say that if you do it for a few days, it is definitely going to help you. It takes six to eight weeks to see the changes and you have to be consistent with meditation. Doing it for one or two days is not going to help. Yeah. And you have to keep the practice. Like in spite of doing it for five years, if I don't do it for a couple of days, I, am, I go into the restless mode again. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that you have done it for five years, you still have to keep doing meditation. You know, that is how it works. I know it can be sometimes hard to keep the practice of meditation. But as long as you can do it for 10 or 15 minutes, two times a day or at least five days a week, it, it is going to take you to a place which is kind of beautiful and which you never wanted to go back again in your life. If, if I have to go back in my life, I will say I don't want to go back to that state of negativity and depression because that is, that is a dark place. Yeah, it is. And I really like the idea about the app because, I mean, for me, I always need something to hold me accountable. If I just say, okay, I'm going to commit to meditating every day, but I don't have a tool or I don't have somebody reminding me or doing it with me, then I will, I'll slip up and I won't do it. So I think that's brilliant. In the app, is it actual vibrating or is it like singing bowl audio vibrations? No. So we have both. We have audio frequency as well as the phone is vibrating through the palm of your hand. Okay. So the phone is giving you vibration which is going to go through the palm of the hand to the brain cells and it is going to change your brain waves. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. Now, going back to if someone listening may identify with always being resentful, always being in fight or flight mode, which is constant stress or you have the constant pit of your stomach, you're walking on eggshells all the time because you're living with someone who is in really low frequency and is always trying to keep you down to kind of put themselves up, right? So how can this help somebody who is kind of stuck in that situation? It's a very good question. And I know there are so many people who are in this situation because when you are living in a toxic environment, it is always going to change your state of mind and you are in the state of fear. And fear is the main thing which is stopping us from coming out of that relation and doing greater things in our life. Because if we don't have fear or we don't have this fight and flight response in our amygdala, we can do bigger things. And, yeah. and when we are living in that situation, meditation is the only thing you can do it. Because your mind is pulled away in different directions. Why? Because you are being abused and as well as physically abused. Yeah. So, so you have to go to a place which is touching your soul. You have to go so inside that a person can touch you physically or mentally, but he cannot touch your soul. Mm -hmm. And that meditation will take you to that place. Yeah. It takes time. But when you are in that state, you know, it's a blissful state. It doesn't matter, you know, what people are saying or how they are abusing you. It doesn't matter. 
you can live in a blissful state in spite of that toxic environment. It's true because what you start to do when you're in that meditation and you're raising your vibrational frequency is finally you realize I am bigger than this body. Like I am bigger than whatever gender you are. I am bigger than whatever situation I'm in. And certainly you're bigger than whatever they're calling you and you are not that. And when you start to connect with that, like you said, all of the lies start to just become like the matrix and they just like fall. And you're like, then then you'll be ready. Then you'll be ready to leave. You'll be ready to not put up with it anymore. But yeah, that's a beautiful tool to gain your power back. Yes, the realization that you are bigger than anything anything in your life, any situation or circumstances, because you know, you have to go deeper. And, and, and as I said, it takes time, but you can definitely go to that place. Meditation is one of the tools to take you there. And once you are able to find your self-image or self-worth, that, you know, I'm worthy of more than, you know, this situation, then nobody is able to stop you from there on. Because you know your actual worth. Because when we are living in this toxic environment for years, what happens? Your self-image gets so beaten up that you are not able to see yourself from a place which is humble or from a place which is courageous. Yeah. So, so once your self-image has been to, to the rock bottom, you have to again start building that self-image. Because how you feel inside is going to reflect outside at the same time. If you feel that I'm not worthy and from inside, I cannot show it to outside. What meditation is going to do is it is going to take you so inside that you will know yourself from inside out. Once you know yourself from inside out, it becomes so easier to reflect the same image outside. Yes. And you will always portray an image which is positive because knowing yourself is the best thing which can happen to a human being. Because from the childhood, what we are trying to do is please, please our parents, please our teachers. We are trying to do what our elders are telling us to do it. And it becomes a habit. And once you are in a toxic environment or a toxic in, in, a, in a relationship, it becomes the same habit. You are trying to please the other person and trying to take your self-image or self-worth down so that the other person you know, is happy and you are trying to do what is possible. But it doesn't work all the time. You, at the end of the day, you have to feel yourself in spite of your insecurities that you know you have that power and you have to stand up for yourself because if you don't do it, nobody is going to do it for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I kept thinking back, if someone here is listening and they want to change, they want to get out of this negative vibration. So you're saying that your app, they download it on their phone and it vibrates. If they do it like two minutes, five minutes, whatever the exercise is a day, it'll start to empower them. It'll start to change. Oh, yes, definitely. It is, it is going to tell, take them six to eight weeks. There are different meditations in, in the app. You can do only one every day. 
and and doing it consistently over a period of a certain time you will see the changes in yourself that you know how it is changing yourself and there is a tool rather than i am telling somebody okay you do meditation go in a room sit in a lotus position rather than just take the app you can sit in your chair you don't have to sit in any specific position you can sit in the chair take the phone in your hand put the headphones and listen to the audio frequency and the vibration and and it will change your brain wave from beta to alpha waves and that's what we are trying to do and as as you do more often you will become the habit of how to change your state of mind because you know that is what is needed to change your state of mind because in any situation in 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 a toxic environment or in an abusive relationship or even if you wanted to become happy healthy or successful or if you want to to reach your higher potential brain is the tool which is going to take you to that place yeah to change is to change your brain without changing your brain you cannot change yourself it's not possible you wanted to reach your higher potential you have to change your brain you wanted to come out of any trauma you have to change your brain you have to heal from any abuse you have to change your brain because that is the tool which is needed i don't want to lie i'm not selling anything here but what are the facts and what has helped me i'm telling you these are the facts to change is to change your brain without changing your brain it will not be sustainable correct absolutely and it just goes back to the concept of your thoughts become things your narrative in your head is your truth and your reality so if you're operating in that low frequency narrative that is your reality that is your earthly experience but if you connect higher deeper through meditation your experience becomes heaven on earth your experience becomes so much greater than you could even imagine because your human brain is conditioned to be like this is how it is this is low this is it this is how all the systems work um it's just yeah it's a beautiful i just want to affirm thank you for that it is the the only way now there's other healings somatically through your body but you can't recognize those until you fix the brain it's just you have to become aware of them how do you become aware of them through your brain oh so, yes yes beautiful means there are different techniques like meditation as we talk is one of the things then gratitude gratitude is something which again changes your state of mind and it changes your brain frequency because when you are grateful for something in your life you cannot be sad you cannot think negative and that state of mind stays there for a longer time so you might have heard do three things which you are grateful about or journal something which you are grateful about or do something for somebody else which is going to give you that gratefulness that this is not for me so again there are different techniques which can take you to that state of mind and gratitude is one of the state which which i definitely say that it is not learned but we have to implement it and we have to make it a habit because we get so busy in our daily routine i know that everybody is busy from 8 till night we have so many things we have to go places we have to take care of our kids 
and we don't think about gratitude. Yeah. And you know, I am a culprit too. I'm busy <laughs> from the time I wake up till the time I'm going to bed. And sometimes it's harder for me to think about a gratitude. But when you are thinking only for five seconds or 10 seconds, it gives, it empowers you so much. Yeah. And it's a habit we have to keep practicing. It is if a habit. If you don't practice it, it doesn't come natural to any human being. That is, again, you know, what I think about. Yeah, absolutely. What comes natural is negative thoughts, right? 80% of our mind is negative thoughts and they run over and over like 100 million thousand times in our brains a day. And so if you're not consciously, intentionally pausing, right, put it in your calendar, just like, you know, it not fun to go to the gym but you put that in your calendar it's the same thing you go to the brain gym you sit down get your journal out and you write down three things you're grateful for yeah. oh yes yes definitely as you pointed out we go through seventy thousand thoughts per day and 90 percent of these thoughts are the same as the day before <laughs> and most of the thoughts are negative mm -hmm. And when we are in a negative state or in an abusive relationship, these, uh, these negative thoughts keep replaying and rewinding in our, in, in our brain. And we, we are not able to think better than that situation. So it is, it is you have to make a habit of thinking positive. Again, it is not easy to think positive. You have to make certain habits which will take you to that state of positivity. And as we discussed, meditation is one of the tools. Gratitude is one of the tools. And again, breathing. Mm -hmm. Like you know, as, as it has been taught by the Navy SEALs, box breathing. Rhythmic mm -hmm. breathing, which is four inhale, four hold, four breath out and four hold. And Navy SEALs has been doing it for ages. So it has been proven that you can calm your mind by doing box breathing. So breathing is one of the tools. You can be in any state. Just breathe it for two or three seconds, which will change or help you to calm down and relax and come out of that fearful situation. Because, you know, what happens when we are in a fearful situation? The fight or the flight response activates. Once it activates, it paralyzes the neocortex, which is the thinking or the reasoning part of the brain. And it hijacks the amygdala, which is the emotional part of the brain. And it causes havoc, not, in the, not only in the mind, but also in the body. Yes. Once you are in a fearful state, your body and mind will act in the same way. Because mind and body is connected. Yes. And when we are thinking negative, your body is acting and behaving in the same way. And when your body is energetic, your mind will act and work the same way. Yes. So again, it's all connected energy, right? Yeah. Brain, body, yeah, everything energy. Is, yeah. it's, all, it's all vibrational. So everything is connected. So what we can do to change our body by physiology, changing our physiology, which is by exercise, by walking, by jogging. We can change our physiology. And what I have figured out that changing our physiology is easier to change rather than changing our... Mm -hmm. Because when you are going for a walk, when you are going for a jog, it's a kind of meditation at the same time. Because you cannot think about what you are going to eat. You have to concentrate on the next step when you are running. 
you cannot think about <laughs> anything else. It's all about the next step and the next step and the next step. And so breathing, it's again so you a kind don't of stop meditation. <laughs> yeah. So again, by changing your physiology, it's easier to take control of your mind. Because if I say somebody think positive, it's harder. It's not easier to think positive. And our mind or our brain is not made to think positive. It is made to keep you in a place which is safe. It is made to keep you from a difficult situation. Anything which is hard, your brain says, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Because that is the role of the mind to keep you in a safe, safe situation. Yeah, but and it's ironic how that can get you in, the, in a rut, right? Because on the outside, you see someone who's in an abusive relationship and you're like, that's not safe. Why don't they leave? But when you're in it, that's what, that's what you're comfortable and leaving is scarier than staying. So your brain is hindering you trying to keep you safe when you're not safe. You know, it's like this double-edged sword. Yes, yes. It means there is a quote, something like which goes like that. The devil you know is better than the devil don't know. Yeah. It's hard to go to the unknown place because you know this person, you know what is going to happen and you know what is there. But to go out of that place is kind of unknown. You don't know what is going to ha happen when you step out of that house, what is, how your life is going to turn around. Yeah, it, it's, it's a hard decision and especially for the woman to take it to come out of the situation. It's, it's very hard. It's brutal. Yeah. But in spite of that, you have to take a decision. Because if you don't take a decision, you stay in that place of negativity. Mm -hmm. and, and through my experience, I can definitely tell you that once you take a step outside, you will definitely get better and better. Initially, it's hard. Anything you are trying to change in your life is hard initially. Yeah. Because you are going out of your normal routine. Right. But eventually, down the lane, you will be so happy that you have taken the decision to come out of that negativity. Yeah. And that is the beauty of it, to <laughs> go to the unknown. And once you start going into the unknown, you will love it so much that you will lose yourself going into the unknown and you will try different new things in your life. Let me try this. What is going to happen? I will fail, but I'm still going to learn something out of this experience. And then you venture more and more into this unknown place. And, and that is what you are going to learn through meditation because it will give you the intuitiveness. Okay, I'm going to try this. And my intuitiveness says that it is going to work for me. Yeah, leaning into trusting and, yourself. Yes. And I have done an extensive research about how it changes our brain. Like I wanted to find the scientific explanation what meditation does to our brain. And mm -hmm. I have written extensively just to talk about a briefly what meditation does. The first thing, it, it decreases the size and volume of amygdala, which is the mm. fight and flight system. Okay. And it has been proven by a neuroscientist, Sarah Lazar. And she was skeptical about meditation too. Mm. 
that how thinking about breath or an object can change my fear center. But after eight weeks of meditation, she figured out that the size and the volume and the electrical activity in the amygdala decreases, which means your fear, worries gets decreased at the same time. So that is one of the points. The second thing is, our brain is divided into two parts, left-brainers and right-brainers. Those who are left-brainers are more logical, analytical, reasoning. And the right-brainers, they have a more intuitive brain or they are more good at art and science. What meditation does, it increases the thickness or connection between the left and the right brain. Mm. Once it increases the thickness and volume of the right and the left brain, you become, you have a calmer thinking and it becomes more clear and you have more focus. So you can become people like Elon Musk, Albert Einstein, who uses both their brains. Once you are able to use your analytical mind and thinking mind and your intuitive mind, you become unstoppable. <laughs> Do we have some other examples of who use their brain? Because I hear Elon Musk and I hear narcissist. <laughs> Do we have another example? <laughs> <laughs> Again, everybody has their own qualities. I see people from the viewpoint that, you know, what he's able to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Again, work at that level means maybe he has some drawbacks. Everybody has drawbacks. I have drawbacks at the same time. I'm not a perfect human being. I just don't if think he my family for his or friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you ask my family and friends or my son, he will say, Dad, you are lacking this. So definitely nobody can be perfect, but yeah. we have to see in every human being what is the good I can take from that person. Mm -hmm. Negativity, everybody has it. But yeah. like we are having a conversation today between you and me, the listeners have to see what they can benefit from our conversation. I cannot give everything what is right for them, but yeah. there are certain tools, certain points which might be beneficial to the listeners. They have to take the good points and leave the bad points there only. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing Elon got to be so successful. Maybe he did use meditation, but okay, now maybe get back to the meditation, Elon, to develop your empathy. <laughs> <laughs> for humankind. <laughs> yes, means again, empathy is something which you learn slowly and when you have seen something which is bad, which is happening to you. It is hard to learn when, when you have not seen this kind of abusive relationship, it's hard to connect to somebody else. I can connect to any of your audience because I have seen um, abuse at the lowest level. You cannot abuse somebody to that level. It can be physical, it can be mental. So when you have seen that, then it's easier to connect with other human beings. Otherwise, if I tell you, okay, what's there? People don't understand it because they haven't seen the abuse. It's, it's a torture. Even if you are living in a big house, you might have the wealth in the whole world. You might have fancy cars. Doesn't matter because, you know, that torture kills you from inside. And you can only connect to the other person when you have seen that yourself. This is, this is brutal and no human being should be living in that kind of conditions. It's, it's not 
human to live in those kind of conditions. It's so I can connect with anybody. I can feel what they are feeling. And I can definitely tell somebody that take the next step. Do small consistent changes in your life. Whatever you feel. I am not telling you do meditation. If you feel that yoga is helping you, do yoga. If you feel that reading is helping you, do reading. These small changes, if it accumulates over a period of time, you will see that you are able to overcome this difficult situation. And the best part is, you will be able to know yourself inside out. Once you know yourself inside out, then doesn't matter who is abusing you and what others are saying about you. Because it's not about them. It's about you. And it's about not trying to impress somebody else or not trying to show what you are capable of. It's about, I wanted to do these things. I wanted to become a better version of myself. I don't have all the qualities, but I wanted to improve myself. I wanted to see how far I can reach in my life. And it's not a competition with anybody else. It's a competition between me and myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's beautifully said. And I think, what, as we always talk about in this episode, is when you start to focus within and find your power and your strength within, and you stop looking to the outside for love and for your power and for guidance, then you really find yourself being successful. You'll find yourself being at peace, powerful, and all of the beautiful high vibrational states of being. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. It takes time, but you will reach there, be consistent, do the small things over a period of time. And, and you know, I can definitely say that after five years of meditation or from the point I started my self-transformation journey, I am the happiest now rather than the 37 years which I have lived before. This mm. is the happiest place I can be because I know myself inside out. I know my senses, I know my and I know that I can become or I can change myself the way I wanted to change myself. And that is the power of the mindset, the growth mindset. I yes. don't know everything, but I know that I can learn and I can grow. And at the same time, you know how many people I can take with me at the same time. Because the journey you are taking and the journey I am taking is I wanted to definitely be better. But I wanted to take as many people along with me being a role model. People definitely, my friends and family definitely see me that he is doing something which is incredible. In spite of not having the capabilities, frankly speaking, I was so fearful of public speaking that even somebody would have given me a million dollars five years back that you have to do a presentation. I would have said, no, it's not my piece of cake. I wouldn't have not done it. But slowly with practice, once I'm able to figure who I am, I have the courage to go into the unknown every single time and to find a little bit of myself. And, and people will see it. And people will take an approach, okay, let me try what he is doing it. And you take as many people along with you. And that is the beauty and that is the happiness you can 
have in your life that you are helping other people. It's not about accumulating wealth. It's not about having a big house. It's about what you can do more and how many people you can take along. Yeah, the service. Absolutely. Well, this has been such a beautiful conversation and amazing. Sanjeev, thank you so much for all of your the wealth of information you've given us and your motivation and inspiration to take baby steps every day to raise our vibration and to change our brains. Where can everyone find you? Where I'll have the links in the show notes, but yes, please share with us verbally. So people can find me in my website, www.zestolive.com. That is the web page for my app. It's a free app. And I will suggest definitely your listeners to download it and try it. And again, it's not a meditation app. It's an app which is about overall health and wellness because I have implemented exercise. I've implemented water intake because as that water is constitutes 70% of our brain and our body. So if you're not drinking enough water, it gives us anxiety and depression. So water is one part, then there is sleep analysis, we have gratitude, breathing exercises, then in from January we are going to start live meditation and yoga. So there are different mm. benefits which are which is there, which everybody can benefit, you know, for free. Otherwise, yeah. you have to pay 70 or $100, which most of the app charges. But when you can get it free, and it will make you a habit of doing it rather than doing it alone. Because if something is reminding you and something is readily available to you, it becomes it easier. Right. So that is one of the platform you can reach me. You can go to the Facebook page, The Man with Zero Talent. That is my Facebook page. And... Um, People can Google with my name, Sanjeev Nandi. They will be able to find myself. People can go to the Luvo Facebook. So all the links you can provide below and people can feel free to go to any links and check about me. I'm so excited for the live yoga. (laughs) I've been missing my yoga classes just because of COVID. And then I'm like, oh, do I want to get back into it? And then, yeah, we're just, we've been extra careful with the little ones in our house. So yay, yay for yoga on the app. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I'm also excited and thank you for inviting me in your show. And I hope, you know, your users or listeners will be able to benefit from my conversation and just take the good things, what you can take from any conversation and leave the bad things and And I definitely believe that they can take few of the good things what we have talked about. Absolutely. Yeah, I truly enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. That concludes our conversation. So the five ways to raise your vibrational frequency to repel the narcissist is number one, meditation. Daily, four to five minutes to start, up to 20 minutes is the goal. Number two, knowing the emotional vibrations in the graphs, being mindful. Number three is use 396 to 963 hertz audio or listen to it. Number four is pulse vibrational therapy in the palm of your hand using the Luvo app. And number five is develop empathy at a soul level and know that your soul is bigger than your ego and your body here on earth. 
And after the fact, uh, Sanjeev invited me to create some manifestation meditations for his library and his app, as well as host the live meditations on his app that are starting in February. So make sure you download that app for free. Uh, find all of the helpful resources on there and stay tuned for my live meditations there. All of the links will be in the show notes. If you truly enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying this podcast, do me a favor and rate and review this podcast as it helps spread the word and others find this podcast to help them in their journey to regain their sparkle back after narcissistic abuse and on their healing journey as empaths on this planet Earth. If you are like me, you are probably asking yourself, how do I stop hurting after narcissistic abuse? Well, this is what I'm going to walk you through to gain your joy and confidence back in the first annual 10-day challenge. It will guide you on how to overcome pain from narcissistic abuse and live narc-free. I will post on the Patreon each of the 10 days for you to access for free. It will be a mixture of mentor teachings, healing exercises, and support. And we will have our finale event in a live Q&A event on Patreon. Registration will open for... Registration will be open until February 6th, the day of the challenge that the day that the challenge starts. But don't wait, get your free ticket now before you forget. And if you just want to check out the new exciting things happening over on Patreon, download the free app, search Raven Scott, and click the three dots at the top right of my page and click follow. So you can follow along and be a fan for free. If you wish to join as a founding member, just click on over $8.25 to join as a member and unlock all of the amazing healing tools and support on the Patreon. Can't wait to see you there. And don't forget to grab your free copy of the Audible book by signing up to my newsletter. I'll reach out to you with a unique code for you to listen. The link is in the show notes.